Welcome to the Queer Body Podcast, where we are redefining the edges of identity and healing with your host, Dr. Laura Polak, a somatic healer and chiropractor. Let's join the podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Queer Body, where we are learning how to understand and why we introduce ourselves with titles of privilege and or ways we are oppressed. Next, Fresh Lev and I discuss the power of naming the suffering so it can be acknowledged and given voice and care to. And then we discuss how do we be compassionate and loving with ourselves and others. We end this episode with an at-home practice of compassion. So look forward to listening to this one with you. Welcome, Fresh Lev White. How are you this morning? I'm great. How are you today, Laura? I'm great. I'm really, really excited to have you on The Queer Body. Fresh Lev White is a certified professional coactive coach and professional trainer. He has offered over 250 diversity trainings in the San Francisco Bay Area and beyond. Lev has earned their coaching and leadership certifications through the Coactive Training Institute. He has started his own organization. Affirmative Acts Consulting. I am really, really blessed to have you on my show today. Welcome. Thank you, Laura. It's wonderful to be on your show. And I'm really excited about the queer body. Um, I've been, I say, I've been sharing just the title with people and they're like, oh, that sounds so cool. So Mm. thanks for having me on. My pleasure. So fresh, love white. What name are you going by? What what shall we call you for the rest of this show? Yeah, cool. Yes, you've known me as uh, fresh for a few decades, and um, Lev is a name I've adopted over the last three years. Um, a very dear friend gave it to me, and fresh or Lev work. Um, either one of those work for me. Wonderful. Well, I feel really excited to kind of delve into some conversation with you today. You and I have been in community for almost 30 years, but haven't had a chance to dive into some stuff. So I'm excited to see what you're doing today. May I ask you some kind of questions? Maybe you can teach me as we go, because this is the work you do. And who better to experience it with, with somebody right here? Um, One of the things that is really important right now is claiming our titles. And so as I introduce myself, it is considered now better to introduce myself as Dr. Laura Polak, a cis-born white femme queer chiropractor. And it's quite a mouthful. And it's really important. Would you like to speak to the importance of naming all of our privilege? Absolutely. Um, I actually, um, privileges and or ways that we're oppressed. So I actually generally begin with that when I'm, when I'm leading or depending on how I'm introduced. But yeah, my name is Fresh Lev White. My pronouns are he and they. I reside on Huchin territory, which is the land of the Ohlone people, the stolen land of the Ohlone people 
in a place also called Oakland, California, where the Ohlone people are thriving and leading and helping us to restore ourselves, all of us, to the earth. Um, and then for people who can't see, I describe myself as a kinky-haired, um, uh, cherry brown skinned uh, African American with soft eyes and um, uh, right now I'm wearing a goatee um, and I have on a, a blue shirt. Um, and so the importance of that is that uh, we don't want to make assumptions about who people are or where people are. We want to acknowledge the land that we're on. Uh, I call I, I talk about that as Everything that we deny or try to um, not see and push away, one of the um, metaphors that I use is like a boulder in our backpack. We make like it's not happening, but it actually keeps us from healing ourselves. And then, of course, um, yeah, so I said name, uh, pronoun, and then location. And then not everybody can see, um, and even people um, who might have some sight, like they have an, an opportunity to uh, have an image of who they're talking to, to their best ability. So I can at least say um, the color of my skin and my hair and another feature uh, that's generous. I think that's what I covered. That's wonderful. And did you want to know about titles as well? Because you named title, but I don't. Well, so here's the thing. I'm not actually allowed to say doctor without saying chiropractor after Oh, it. I hear that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's actually a board regulation. So that's where I add mm. that one in. But I do get curious about which things we're adding in or not adding in. Um, and as a spiritual, what would you call yourself? Spiritual advisor? A spiritual human? A spiritual leader? Yes, uh, right. A spirit having a human experience. Um, <laughs> yes, right? that too. And supporting others in their healing. So, yeah, I don't know that I have a title. Well, but I also wonder about, um, so in some of the work that I do, we come up with what we call a soul signature mm -hmm. that states all of our energetic being as well as our um, current who we are being. So I love that when you're describing yourself for, the, for people to see, you say soft eyes. Um, you say things that are kind of warm and fuzzy about you, which is really yummy. I like that. I'm curious about, um, as we're introducing ourselves, other things that you would add mm. about who you are as a human. Yeah, two things. One is, um, I think there's a, a bit of a hope that uh, by hearing my voice, you can also, that it's welcoming. So... Mm. I describe myself as love and as compassion. So particularly this, this question started coming up for me in my mind, like in the beginning of COVID when everybody's suffering at some level or another, um, whether it's that you can't leave your house or that you never had a house and you're now being just treated even more poorly. So the question is like, who do you want to be? Not what do you do, not what do you want to do, but who do you want to be at this time? And so for me, I want to be love. I want to embody love and I want to learn what it's like because I think it's an ongoing practice to be always loving mm -hmm. and then compassion. So I want to be compassion. I don't want to think about it and theorize of it and give it away. I want to be able to be compassionate with myself and others, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So 
asking who we are um, is not something that we often get. It's often, what are you? So yes. yeah, that's a little bit that I that comes through in my work when I'm working with people. I love that. Thank you for sharing that part. Um, and I had written down about the compassionate part and the transformation part, and I think it really comes through in your voice. I appreciate you stating it that way. If we're going to tie that into being queer, what would you say about you being queer? Yeah, tying that into me being queer, um, yeah, it's a good question. It's sort of like queer becomes part of who I am, not all of who I am. Um, and yet, you know, I am queer. And so then what is queer? Uh, yes, this right? is the question. Right? What is queer? Right. And I started identifying as queer. I think the first time I heard the word um, was sometime in my youth, so 14, 15. Mm. And what it said to me was outside of the box, outside of normal, outside of um, the rules. And so that's yeah. when I started identifying as queer. And now for me, it means that I'm open to human experiences, um, at least investigating what they are. And that includes spiritually, absolutely. I've always been that way. That includes socially. I've also always been that way. Been very fortunate to live and experience many different ethnicities and live among them. And then sexually, it means that my mind is open, even if my body is not necessarily going to interact with others. Um, I've matured to not yucking things that I don't necessarily like mm -hmm. um, or not interested in. Um, and it, it just goes on. So scientifically, just listening to um, what one person might um, see as like a one God experience to learning about the expansive universe and um, and that maybe there's more than one, you know, response to also seeing each of us as the creators of our lives and this world. So queer in all the ways. Oh my God. I absolutely love that definition because we've moved beyond what, you know, what we identified when we were 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. For me, I didn't really embrace the word until I was in my 20s. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. And I appreciate that as I have become older, my definition of queer has broadened as well. But there was a moment in my life where I went, you know what, I'm going to give up the word queer, because it's become so commodified. Mm that I thought I might start going with the word peculiar <laughs> because it was like, wait, we are outside the box. It isn't just this box that now is a queer box. Right, right. So I really love the way you're opening it up in your conversation about spirituality, in your conversation about who you are as a human with different people in different worlds. I love this. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really rich. Um, I want to jump into the next piece as a practitioner. What is one of the ways you bridge community with your queerness and all of the amazing gifts you bring to the universe? Uh, thank you. I love that question. Depending on the situation. So somebody was asking me this, particularly around doing anti-racism work in the workplace. And we or I, the, the royal we, we acknowledge that everybody is suffering. 
that everybody has something that um, has traumatized them at some point in their life and might be traumatizing them now. So we do that and we sort of work our way from we're all suffering to looking at the different ways that different people are suffering, different groups of us are suffering. And if you don't mind, I'll share a little bit about what it was like um, in 2020, where it was like everybody's suffering with COVID right now. Like I said, whether you can't leave your house, you've got children at home, um, you're worried about your business. So we've got this overarching. Then we've got an attack on Asians, right? Right. that. And then we've got this this, um, ongoing um, oppression of Native Americans. We've got children who have been in camps from our Latin cousins from down south and here. Right. They've going on for decades. Yes. And 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 they're suffering. And then we've got, you know, just naming it, you know, Filipinos coming here, most of the nurses in New York are majority, right? Invisibilized. And then of course we've got black bodies um just dropping in front of us on TV. So like we just hold Heavy. all of the ways that because yes. you gotta name it. So you hold you do. it. Yes. Nobody is left out. Right. But we get to see that some of us are holding a little bit more than the people who might just have, you know, who white, might be white, male identified, and are holding their families. It's hard stuff. It's not easy. And you add those layers. And how do we make space for all of us, right? The right. Jewish community has been under attack, like, more aggressively since we had, like, I can't remember some group came to town, Nazis came to town, they were at Berkeley. And um, so how do we hold all of that? Nobody is left out. Well, how do we hold that? Please. And then, right. So how do we hold that? First, we have to acknowledge it because it's like the thing in a backpack and we can actually just put it down for a second and just take a breath and, and know that we're not alone. Yep. Right. And especially if you're in a professional space, you want to know, um, that other people can now people can see that you're suffering. Now people can see your fear, right? right? Why you're afraid. Right. And then we go into compassion for ourselves. From this is we can only start from here because once I'm here, I can feel compassion for myself. I can make authentic space for compassion for you not putting up black lives matter in my window or doorway not like putting you know no asian hate somewhere not like acknowledging my jewish friend but actually really feeling what's happening here um acknowledging what's happening here offering some care while i'm doing that i'm less likely to be harming you right and those around me it's just there's not The heart doesn't work that way. So you live compassion, you live love. This was part of our definition right at the beginning. And for some people, that's a new practice. So how does one practice compassion? Right. So that's part of, you know, what I'm teaching is first acknowledging. Yes. So first we acknowledge I have this, I have this pain or I'm suffering in this way. So we might actually just feel into that. For some people, it's their heart. For some people, it's their belly. Offering ourselves comfort, acknowledgement, comfort. 
And then um, even in professional settings, I'll offer phrases that people can use to support their minds because the other part is what's happening is our mind is saying you can do better you can be stronger or you're not enough or this is too hard so we i bring in phrases like i am enough or i feel the suffering um one of the phrases that i can use sometimes is we're okay <laughs> so just acknowledging all the different parts of me that's suffering and literally tapping my heart we're okay we're okay and doing that for a few minutes is one of the these are some of the tools that i offer so i don't want to go on and on because i love doing it so no much. that's okay <laughs> and you know this is the thing is that really my dream for this podcast is that not only we talk about the hard things right but we also have tools for how to handle them right so i think spending time talking about how to become a compassionate human right. and how to actually acknowledge the suffering not avoid it mm -hmm. and put it into a huge container and then not only acknowledge it, but have a somatic practice where you put your hand on your heart, right? where you acknowledge, hey, I am okay, and I am feeling what I'm feeling. I don't need to hide it. I just need to hear and witness what's true. It's interesting um, because queer, LGBTQ, expansive folks, um, two-spirit people, like we're all of those people that I named. Yes, we're within all of those communities, but I want to just pull it out now and name it, knowing that we are also enough, hmm. knowing that um, in your queer disabled body, that you are enough, Yes. that you too deserve compassion, that you too might be a queer um, person of color who is disabled, who's homeless, and who's Jewish or Black or Latin or Asian, and you've got all these intersectionalities going on for you, and you're enough. And so even though I didn't name it that first time, I actually, you know, I keep my notes so that I can make sure I really include everybody. And certainly during the Trump years, uh, you know, because this is called the queer body, I just want to pull out, there were trans people coming to me talking about asking and crying about being eliminated, being erased. Yes. And it's not going to happen. That's the first thing. It's not going to happen. What we're getting is pushback. The advance, the advances that have happened for the trans community in particular over the last 10 years which go back decades or millennia behind us to get to this point there there's a pushback against that right um but they're not going to erase us no hell they, no they can't so yes. just acknowledging that and the you know, one of the i think it was uh during a, at some point trump like called out trans people in the military not you know not wanting to be in the military and what i celebrated about that was generals and sports people and all these different people coming up and say that's not going to happen that's not right so also paying attention to look the surprise of the allies they also need a reason to come out so you don't have to focus on the person who's attacking also you've got allies to stand behind that don't look like us that aren't us and like right. we need to also focus on you know 
for lack of a better term, what's good, what's working. Yes. Well, but, but we're back to that partnership question. So we're not only integrating the queer piece, mm -hmm. but we're integrating all of you. Right. All of the pieces you bring That's to right. it. Yes. That's right. And so I like that, which you're bringing to the community as well about, you know, the being compassionate with ourselves and bringing the sorrow, the pain and acknowledgement of it. And so, yes, we want to bring, yes, you can't make us go away. We are not erasable. We are here. Oh my God. What is that chant? We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. That's right. And I love, I can hear that coming from your heart too, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I love the pairing of all of you. And I love you bringing that to the table for our community. Um, is there anything else in your notes that you feel like we need to bring up to the table? I'm just going to peek at my notes real oh, quick here. Yeah. No, those are notes in my, um, you know, in my presentation. What do you, as a trans black man in this community, mm. want to say about being embodied and how to be a bridge mm. for helping people feel embodied or treating respect to the bodies that we encounter in the world. Yeah. Um, some of it, I'll, I'll, you know, there's so many ways to come in, but I want to begin with one of the simplest uh, practices that I have or teach or, you know, when I'm coaching um, is identifying what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. So some of us can get really shut down uh, because we're in constant opposition, which might have began with our bodies when we were younger or even just in our parents, right? Or the adults around us. So trying to come back to this uh, way of clearing all of the don't wants, clearing all of the don't likes, and discovering what it is that we want for ourselves. And once we begin to discover that, and I'll just name some things, that we want to live with peace, we want to live with ease, we want to be loved, we want to be respected, we want to experience compassion, I'll just stop there. Like once we start naming theirs, we begin offering those to ourselves, right? We begin honoring that we're the most important person in our experience, each breath, is a reminder of that. You're not breathing for anybody else. Nobody's breathing for you. Life is telling you you're supposed to be here and you're enough. From there, we begin to maybe even practice gratitude and looking at what we already have. So gratitude opens us up to receiving. It opens us up to, and including healing. It opens up our perspective. It opens us up to the abundance that many of us miss out on. So it might be just that I can hear, even if I don't like what, you know, if you're not liking what I'm saying or you don't like my voice, right. just hearing, right? And if you can't hear and there's a mechanism that's helping you hear um, my words through whatever, we appreciate that. We appreciate our sight, our smell, our, like, we just go on and on and begin there. And it's amazing how it, it can empower us to then decide, this is what I want. And this is what I'm, you know, this is what I'm going for. Um, 
and it might even change our community. It might change the way we interact with people because now we only want loving people in our lives. Now we only want kind people in our yes. lives. We want people who want what we want, right? right? And that could be anything from like, I want musicians to, you know, I can no longer be with alcoholics, right? right? Whatever it is. So I'm going to sum you up for a minute here and you can correct me, please. Yes, go for it. Um, so what we're saying is we're going to first acknowledge the cultural matrix we're living in, which is a really important context. And we're going to say, here's all the things that I want to acknowledge. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to accept ourselves exactly as we are now. Right. And then we are going to bring in what it is we're hoping to create or acknowledging what is in our lives right now that we're loving. Like here I am with this incredible human in front of me and we're having this great conversation. We are showing gratitude for what is. So we're saying, yes, I'm compassionate with where I am. Mm. And here is what I'm going to bring in or acknowledge about gratitude. But I would like to add one more thing that I think you're amazing at. And then you can tell me if it's a no. Um, boundaries about what we're no longer allowing in. Saying, right. I'm not bringing these people in if they don't meet these standards. So here is what I'm looking for if it's musicians. Here is what I'm looking for. And if you're not that... I bless you. I send you on your way. But this is what my boundaries are for creating the world I want to be in. Is right. that accurate? I love, I love that you said, you know, and I bless you, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't have to resent someone for not showing up for us because everybody's on their own spiritual path. And we can't determine what path you're supposed to be on, right? That's a waste of our time, right? Yes. That's, that's a behavior we want to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. And there's this, this other thing that you said about um, knowing who you are and, and who I think you said knowing who you are. And you don't have to do that alone. If you can't find people to do that with you, but through books and through really just deep listening, because not everybody does know who they are. And that's because um, I was saying to someone yesterday, uh, well, I discovered a few years back that when I'm confused, it means there's things that I don't want to see. And so mm. because of trauma, you may no longer see or know who you are. So you just take your time. This is what I love. This is what I appreciate. This feels good. So everything that you, you named, every, I love the way you uh, summarized and just really allowing yourself the time to do it. So it's taken me decades. You know, over the last decade, I made a commitment and I can say I've had some acceleration. I've got a long way to go. Part of the compassion practice is knowing it's not going to happen today. Me too. So I don't want to pile on all of it at one time. What is compassion? Spend six months to a year just looking at that. That's all. I love it. I right? love it. Just beginning where you are. Yeah. Yeah. With Absolutely. love, whatever. And, you know, just adding, if you don't know where you are, that's part of why you're listening to the podcast. This yes. is the exploration, listening to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I'm so grateful you created this. I'm so grateful you showed up. Of course. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Any projects you're currently working on that you want to share with us? Wow. Well, there's a few. Um, I think maybe you mentioned in my bio, I uh, teach meditation, both secular and non-secular. I'm grounded at the East Bay Meditation Center and a student as well at Spirit Rock. And I've been teaching globally for the last few years. Uh, I offer mediation. So I do mediation um, 
quite a few households, a couple of couples. So helping people hear each other and remember um, remember why they connected in the first place. Um, and I'm a diversity trainer. So, uh, and that's really a small way to talk about how I help build communities. So uh, majority of my work since COVID has been around supporting people with bringing compassion into the workplace. So um, self-compassion for the workplace is something that I've offered, uh, dismantling microaggressions and talking about implicit bias. And then where I began my training was with the LGBT, creating, um, creating and supporting LGBT uh, Q plus allies. So with uh, last few years with a focus on the trans and gender expansive communities. But yeah, so I have several projects going on as always. Um, also a member of uh, Kahila Synagogue, a renewal uh, synagogue in Oakland where I'm doing DEI work and other work there as well. Oh my gosh, so much. It's a really rich life. Yeah. I love diving deeper with you. And I, I know your schedule is super busy. So thank you for creating yes. time for me. Thank you for having me and uh, all the best with your work. Thank you. Same to you. Before you exit, any shout outs of things you want, at least give us your website, ways oh, to reach you. you. Yeah. So I'm uh, fresh at affirmativeacts.org. You can go to affirmativeacts.org. Um, that's affirmativeacts.org. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn at Fresh Lev White. And um, yeah, please, I'll put something on my LinkedIn, but we have a uh, BIPOC um, retreat coming up at Dhammadena, uh, which is a Buddhist retreat center in Joshua Tree. And um, I do a monthly uh, radio show on KPFA. And so that schedule should be up, kpfa.org. And I can't remember all the things I do, but I, oh, I'll be fortunate enough to do some work with Lama Rod around dismantling patriarchy. And that'll be sometime in April. I'll just name those things. Thank you. That's fantastic. And we can go look for more events and wonderful things you're doing in the community on your website. Yes. You've been listening to the Queer Body Podcast where we are redefining the edges of queer identity and healing. For more information about Dr. Laura Polak or our podcast, check out our website, communityholistichealth.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>